This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to That's Bangin', a podcast celebrating everything great, from farm to plate, ship to service, and field to fork. A bangin' celebration of everything that's truly delicious, truly fresh, and absolutely excellent that's coming off our little island at the moment. Including interviews with some influential people behind what we eat on this great little island. That's Bangin' with Chris and Marcus. We are available everywhere you would normally get your podcast, and of course, Headstuff Podcast. We are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, and if you haven't already heard, Headstuff Plus is now live. Headstuff Plus is where you can get all that bonus content from all of the great shows in the network, and it's also a beautifully brilliant way of supporting your favorite shows for signing up for just a fiver or more if you want to give it. I mean, we're cool with that. Yeah, yeah. You, you can support us with however much is in your pocket. Absolutely. But, uh, a fiver, buy us a pint. You know, what's a pint? A fiver? That's a, a good pint. way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Would you buy me or Marcus a pint, you know, if, if, if we were allowed? Or if would it was you legal buy, to buy us a pint? Would you buy us half a pint each? Is yeah, the yeah, question. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's it. Half a pint each. Yeah, we, there we, there, there'll be some scrap then for the half a pint. That's the <laughs> yeah. only problem. But uh, yeah, Headstuff Plus is available now. So uh, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to put some bonus content up there this week. I know we've been talking about it, but uh, we've just been really busy. But we actually have it there and all. So it's just a matter of giving it to Headstuff and let it going up. So it's actually really good. And uh, I'm excited for you to see that. Well, I'm excited for that bonus content. <laughs> I'm still going with my uh, sleepy nighttime food fairy tales. <laughs> where I just talk about food and... A big deep voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're giving it away for free on Instagram. You need to you need to like. No, push I'm, that I'm in only talking about the weather on Instagram. Oh this no, is, you're gonna you're gonna talk about imagine carbonara. Imagine like <laughs> the lasagna enters your mouth deliciously, the bechamel rolling off your taste buds. You are in culinary heaven. Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. imagine listening to that going to sleep and dreaming about little dancing pies. <laughs> Beautiful. Speaking of dreaming of amazing flavors. Marcus, we're very excited. We have a new sponsor. We do have a new sponsor. And what a buzz of a sponsor to be working with. Iconic Irish brand, a brand that is a household name in this country, a brand that is lusted over by people who are living abroad. I've seen people literally break themselves getting getting this. Bags of tato. Tato. <laughs> tato crisps. is back with two limited mo- edition flavors. And most, we are very excited. Oh, what an incredible. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, it works in perfectly. With, we always start the pod with what we have eaten this week. And what we've eaten this week is Tato's new flavor. So we've had the Philly cheesesteak Tato flavor and also the beef brisket, which will actually tie in lovely with this episode. We'll get to that in a minute. I think so, yeah. The beef brisket flavor is the meatiest of all sandwiches, slow cooked with beef, barbecue flavor, and it doesn't get any better than this. And the Philly cheesesteak is a big flavor hit. You got the steak flavor and all the cheesy goodness too. Tell me, Chris, what more could you what want? What more could you want? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to have an iconic brand on board with us. And I'm actually really excited that Tato is back. And uh, we might even we might even have a little chance of meeting Mr. Tato later on the week, which I I'm very, so. I'm very, really very excited. excited about. I'm excited. You know, who, who's like, is there a more iconic figure in, Ireland, in Ireland? Marty Whelan, maybe. <laughs> but I, I'd say Marty Whelan's like two steps below Well, maybe one, maybe one day we'll get a photo call for the Can you imagine? Podcast can Marty you imagine Whelan. if... Mr. Tato was Marty Whelan and it was a Bruce Wayne Batman kind of situation. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what? Like, He's a national treasure. I'm very, very happy and we're delighted that Tato are sponsoring the podcast um, and the, the two new limited edition flavors are out now and I highly recommend you get your hands on them because they are delicious. Absolutely, absolutely. So Marcus, what else have we eaten this week? I believe the Sambo Ambo is back. The Sambo Ambo is back. The Sambulance Ambulance has returned, um, which I am very happy about. So for those of you who don't know, Sambo Ambo is my food truck. We uh, aim to sell life-changing sandwiches. <laughs> We've just opened today on our uh, new permanent location on Francis Street outside the Ivy Market. Wonderful. Slinging Sambo's seven days a week and we have an uh, evening menu launch in the next week as well. So tell us, what, what 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 can you get from the Sambo Ambo right now? So right now we're starting things just, uh, you know, we're easing the Ambo back in. She's a, she's a, she has a temper, so <laughs> we just want to make sure that everything's working, that the pl- the hot plates are working, that the fridges are running. Yeah, yeah. So we've got your classics. We've got cheese with our signature cheese sauce that's nicely spiced. We've got a ham and cheese, hand-carved beautiful ham. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Again, with our three cheese signature blend, a cheese sauce. We've got a buffalo chicken special, which I'm buzzing off at the moment. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous roast chicken, buffalo kind of cream cheese mix. Um, we've got some bacon in there, some scallion. It's real, And, of course, cheese in there, make it all melty. And then the Give It A Goa, which is uh, my take on a kind of a vegetarian sandwich. Yeah. Grilled halloumi. Oh, yeah. Uh, a kind of a Goan-inspired curry sauce. Yeah, this sounds amazing. Coconut curry with like, it has a herb salad over it. It's like pickled red onions, coriander, a load of things. It is 
it's banging. And we were talking about uh, special meats. Another place that we actually visited together this week was uh, Little Italy oh. in Smithfield. Oh. Talking about banging meats. How was, what about that for a charcuterie uh, counter? That it, was just insane. amazing. Honestly, just bury me in mortadella. <laughs> oh, it, it's it, incredible. It's insane. I, I looked in the fridge today and I seen just like, you know, it was open a tiny bit and I got, I was actually cooking dinner and I went in just for a little taste and uh, I ended up eating six slices of it. And so it's just like absolutely just, man, so addictive. So Wonderful. addictive. Wonderful. Beautiful. Little Italy, amazing business. They've been there for donkeys. Mm. Um, have you have you been cooking this week? Have I been cooking this week? What have I been cooking? I know you've been cooking this week. I know you've been cooking this week indeed. And uh, I've seen you making a, a, a very, 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 very sexy Mexican dish. Absolutely. Birria. Birria. Oh Birria de Rey. Yeah. So just, yeah. Cook down beef shin, short rib, cheek for about six or seven hours. Uh, blended up some amazing chilies, some guajillos and some chiles de arabol and ancho chilies. Yeah, your broth looked absolutely like ridiculous. Well, it was, I turned it into the soup the next day, into a pozole <laughs> roja. Yeah, well, Just, that's, that's the traditional kind of t- thing for Beria, isn't it? They actually serve you as a, it serves as a soup. Well, it's served with the consomme on the mm-hmm. side. But you know what? We've, uh, we've talked about a lot of food. Yeah. We've eaten a lot of food. And we've talked to a lot of foodie people over we the really last have. weekend. We really over have. The, over the last few weeks. Yeah, we've talked to the Champagne King in Luca de Marzio, the Triton of Dublin Bay in Nalsabongi. And today we're in the presence of Ireland's Pitmaster, co-founder and creator of Ireland's biggest barbecue festival, Europe's biggest barbecue festival, sorry, The Big Grill, as well as the man behind Fell Play and one of 2020's hottest openings, Based. Master of Open Fire Cooking, Andy Noonan. Welcome to That's Banging. How are we? Andy Thanks Noonan. It's so good to have you here, Thanks. dude. Thanks to make, Sorry, finally I, make it. I, call, I nearly called Ireland's biggest barbecue yeah. fest. Whoa, <laughs> well, that, whoa, whoa, whoa. That would also be true. That would also yeah, be true. Yeah, that's but, true as well. Let's yeah. drive home the message. No, I mean, for all of Europe. There's not many barbecue festivals in Europe, so we'll take that. <laughs> no, no. It's the biggest <laughs> in Europe. Do you yeah. know, Andy, I think this is one of the first times I've ever seen you not like covered in charcoal dust. And it's yeah. actually, you look... Yeah, you look, it's, it's it's actually nice to be clean. You're looking you know? clean. It's nice to be clean. <laughs> it's uh, wonderful. You know, yeah, it's kind of every, everybody we talk to is so super involved in some kind of production that, you know, like even Nasabongi, I, pr- I presume he's just always kind of seawatery. Yeah, <laughs> but like, smell of salt up like 10 yeah. feet away. And like yourself, you know, it's always, you'd like, you can you can see that you cook barbecue. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you know, at the big grill, you see people. Who's the, who's the charcoal guy? I was guy just going to say that. Matt Williams Matt makes charcoal. Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he's he, like just constantly. He looks <laughs> like he's a piece of charcoal. It's, <laughs> it's in every yeah. little crease in his face. He's, yeah, incredible. I, I, I saw him clean one time and I was like, Jesus, man, I've never seen you look <laughs> yeah. like this. Get so back weird. in the pit. Everything was clean. Like, uh, yeah, he's like fireman. He just yeah. lives in fires and it's charcoal. Amazing. It's so how, you, how have you been keeping, Andy? How's, how's life at the uh, moment? Yeah, not too bad. Um, bit bananas, obviously, mm. like it is for everyone else. But it's it's been good to keep busy. Um, didn't last long on lockdown. Uh, March into April and then got itchy feet yeah. and... Started to get open again, but uh, yeah, not great news um, on the latest announcement, which are no. probably not going to reopen or have any events at all. Listen, until... but do you know what? I think a recurring theme, though, in this podcast uh, is how much people who are passionate about what they do have adapted. Mm. And that's mm. something that, like, looking at what you've done in the last year, just kind of go back and kind of tell, before we talk about base and everything, like, mm. um, for the people who don't know about barbecuing and what being a pit master is or haven't been to the big grill or foul play or based or any of the things that you've done because there have been so many. Can you give us a little bit of an explanation about the way you love to cook and what it is exactly that you do? Yeah, um, I suppose just really good quality produce cooked over fire. That's that's really where it, where it starts, where it ends. Um, you know, we don't really do anything fancy. Um, we, we just... Uh, just like to take the best quality meat we can find and veg and just cook it on, on a fire, on an open fire, uh, wood and good quality charcoal. That's yeah. that's the essence of it, really. So a lot of people, when they think of barbecue, unfortunately in Ireland, they think, you know, a gas burner out the back. Yeah. You know, like, or so one th- of those little, bar- t- you know, those little, <laughs> the, the, disposable. The, the, the disposable. Yeah, that <laughs> never light. Like, or yeah. they light and then they burn all your food and they go out. Yeah, and it tastes <laughs> yeah. like petrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you have a sausage that's just black on the yeah. outside and still, you know, still, still raw. raw. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, like, you know, it's unfortunate, but a lot of people do think about it like that when they talk Absolutely. about barbecue in Ireland. So, like, tell us, what what is the definition of barbecue? What do you, what do you think of when you think of barbecue is it smoking is it grilling is that like is that is that what we're on about yeah like barbecue in america is smoking and uh i mean in ireland barbecue here is just i suppose cooking on a grill mm. really you know barbecue is smoking it's grilling it's it's it's, everything. it's cooking on fire it's hanging animals over fires it's 
it's cooking whole cows, it's, it's whatever. That's that's what we call barbecue. Now in America, they get quite antsy about it, but we're not in America. They so. are purists. Yeah, 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 it gets pretty pretty nerdy over there. It's so, really yeah. like I was in a, I was in Nashville a couple of years ago, and same like even yeah, it's it's really you talk to someone from Texas or Carolina or you know yeah, Nashville different from state to state about yeah. what barbecue is, and you talk about you know one person uses vinegar and the other person is literally like pulling out a shotgun, being yeah. like you're doing what more? Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, and everyone's way is the best way. Over yeah, there. so. I, I don't buy. Well, listen, I, I respect it, but it's, it's. I don't. I don't follow any of those kind of rules. Uh, we don't really have any rules. I suppose our rules are that we only cook over a real wood fire, no mm. gas or electricity, or whatever. That's our. Yeah. That's the only thing we're really kind of mega strict on. And then obviously the quality of our meat is mega important to us. Mm. But uh, yeah, it gets it gets pretty pretty nerdy over there. Um, mm. I went over and did a competition over there in 2015, and it was like it was great crack. It was really good crack. But I saw that that whole competition thing and that whole... It's so intense. American like, barbecue thing, whilst we like elements of it and take elements of it, it's not necessarily what we are or what we do. We just generically really just want to cook over fire, whatever that is, you know? So and was, was that the way you always cooked? Like, because, um, you know, everyone that we've kind of talked to, it, there's always some kind of like kind of superhero origin story where, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, have you always cooked over... Like when you were a kid, were you... Like burning little bits of steak with a magnifying glass, or like, yeah, like what? Where did it start with with the charcoal and the wood? Um, I suppose when we were younger, we used to go do a lot of fishing and stuff with a, like kind of family friends and my parents and my family, and we go to like the lakes in the west and we have boats and we go out and we catch trout and pike and stuff, and we'd always go pull up on an island or something and light a fire and cook lamb and things like that. And whilst didn't really ever occur to me, but you, you, from an early age we were kind of doing that stuff and. Um, I kind of got a taste for it, I suppose. And then I really, we, we were always kind of out having barbecues and um, my f parents were quite social and it always, it was always a big emphasis on food in the house and there'd always be a lot of people over for dinner. We'd be going over for somewhere for dinner and it was always kind of a thing. And um, I suppose I just started cooking more and more on grills just for my mates, having parties and stuff. And then kind of went from going, oh, this is actually something that people really like. Uh, and people wanted to come over for it and it just kind of grew from there. We we ended up doing the festival then and, and then from there kind of got the confidence to open a, open a place up and do catering and stuff like that as well. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. Chris, are you a big barbecue head? Do you, do you like grilling? Uh, do you know what? I, 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 I fall into the, that horrible category that we were just talking about. Like, you know, growing up, I would have been, you know, I would have thought a barbecue was a gas burner. But obviously, and you just mentioned the festival and we'll go deep into talk about that in a minute because I think it's amazing. I love it. I go every year and yeah, it's, it, it, it's, I think it's done an awful lot, of, an awful lot for Irish people to learn about barbecue. And I've went and I've sat there and sat at demos and watched people. And, and it's amazing, amazing stuff. So one thing I've read about with barbecue before as well is, uh, you know, so your beef would be your oak smoked. You have different woods. You were talking about yeah. cooking fish there on the barbecue a minute, a minute ago. Uh, beef, and, beef and oak obviously goes really well together. Mm. Would, would, is there certain things for fish that are different? Or, you know, yeah. should people look out for different woods, different charcoals for cooking different meats? As a, as a rough, like, so as a, as a rough kind of guide, I would say always buy natural lump wood charcoal because it's literally wood burned down into charcoal. Those kind of commercial briquettes you buy are sawdust with binders and no stuff way. in them. Yeah, yeah. Really? So uh, there are natural ones you can get, like the ones we have with the hole in the middle of them. They're quite good, but the the little kind of normal ones you see, unless they specifically say they're natural, which 90% of them won't. Yeah, yeah. It's just sawdust and kind of crap from that a sawmill, is, really. You know what? That is yeah. literally like, the, these are the tiny things that you learn from yeah. somebody who's an industry expert where you're like, it's actually such a that, so what that's just compressed it's sawdust just, and yeah, glue. Yeah, exactly. Basically. It pretty much is a binder, and it's so that's why it gives off a funny smell, and that's why you're, it says in the pack you should always wait till it goes white before you cook on it, right? Because there's loads of crap in it, and it has to burn off. But if you have lump wood, like you can have some unlit, some lit, and you can still cook over because it's just literally wood that's you know that's been starved, burnt down, burnt down starved of oxygen to to mm. create the charcoal. So that um, that and wood embers. Uh, obviously are kind of the next level, but generally as a rule, like oak, def like kind of stronger flavored woods like oak, hickory, which we don't really have any hickory here, go really well with uh, heavier red meat. Mm -hmm. So pork and, and beef and, and yeah, things yeah. like that. But but then fruit woods, like fruit woods are always a safe bet. Um, like well, you, you might not pick up as much smoke on them on a, on a piece of beef or whatever, a large piece, but fruit woods are great for veg, fish and poultry, especially like we, Foul play, we always cooked over cherry wood there. And it's yeah. just, it was the perfect, we were cooking over oak without like smoking all our wings and things like that. And it was 
sometimes it would just get a bit acrid, you know, mm, um, yeah. whereas the, the cherry just had a lovely little so. subtle hint of sweetness to it. So as a general rule, um, oak and hickory and things like that are good for beef and pork, red meat, and then uh, you can cook chicken and stuff over with them, but then any kind of fish, uh, even game then is really nice with fruit woods. I so. mean, we've talked so much about wine pairing. I never thought we'd get into wood, wood pairing. Wood pairing, yeah. <laughs> Which is incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. really... That's a that's a rabbit hole. But you <laughs> know what it is? Like, but uh, we love these rabbit holes and we love finding yeah, yeah. kind of areas of passion like this. It's, it's amazing. You know, yeah, it's yeah, kind of... Yeah. It, like especially you know I grew up with that kind of you know ubiquitous bag of charcoal that was yeah. probably as I've just discovered like swept up off the floor of a sawmill <laughs> pretty much yeah, thrown yeah. the bag yeah, yeah but it's um and another thing like if you if you use that charcoal you shouldn't like you ever sometimes you cook directly on the ch on charcoal mm. if you ever have those briquettes you can't really do that because yeah. of the crap in them but if you use natural charcoal or embers you can just put food directly on it and actually you don't even need a grill like you can just build a fire in your back garden and just put food on top of the fire and cook it what, what would you, you don't even need a grill or a smoker or anything you just you can just and what would you be cooking directly on charcoal then uh steaks are great directly on charcoal aubergines mm. peppers chilies like any kind of root veg is really good like even baby jam and stuff you can cook on it yeah um Gorgeous. you know fish no um stuff in the shell yes um, something that has a bit of an outer layer that that's going to hold up but um, it's a really nice way to cook really nice way to cook and it's easy it means you can do it anytime anywhere there's something so primally enjoyable about yeah. it you know like I think that it's uh, you know the kind of the cliche of like the dad clicking the tongs yeah. and not letting anyone tend the grill <laughs> I think that it's like it is um, a very kind of like I, I, I don't want to go down and say the, the kind of the masculine thing because like but there is a certain thing to it like it's you know the kind yeah. of yeah, the the beer holster. Yeah, the yeah, clickety yeah. click, and yeah. it kind of had that uncool dad vibe to it, I suppose, for for a while. I think, but so many people are cooking over fire now, and yeah. and some of the the best chefs in the world I know cook over fire female. You know, so do you it's, know what? It's Tootsie Timonez. I think a lot of people probably yeah. watched that chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah, recently, and I've never seen. I've never actually been so in awe. Of someone, did, did you watch yeah, this? Yeah, 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 the barbecue one. Yeah, where she's just like, I don't have a, te a thermometer. I just put my hand yeah. on the burning yeah, hot yeah. grill, yeah. and I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that, that's put like putting your hand onto a frying pan to yeah. be like, yeah, that's <laughs> hot enough to sear a steak. Just this incredible, but like that that when going back to that kind of idea of American barbecue, you know, this woman is what in her eighties, yeah, working still as a custodian in a local school for what like yeah. thirty hours a week, 30, 40 hours a week, and then. The, pretty much every other hour of the week she's smoking meat smoking <laughs> meat and that's like that's the incredible thing that I've always seen about barbecue is that like a lot of foods are a choice yeah barbecue is a lifestyle it is because and, and even the process is a touchy-feely thing it's it's a it's something you kind of learn and feel as opposed to you know show someone 10 times how to do it it's it's there's so many variables even with us like you know depending what way the wind is coming into the yard it's um, it affects the smoker obviously the temperature outside affects the smoker uh, the temperature of the fridge the meat comes out of it affects the smoker so there's all, all these different variables let's say your charcoal got a bit wet or something there's there's all these variables and it's kind of about looking at all the variables when things go wrong and fixing it you're constantly kind of fixing problems whereas let's say you know, you're you're used to cooking legs of lamb every day in a, in a rationale oven it's, it's you know it's it's pretty it, you, you can kind of put the recipe down and yeah. the instructions down and, and give a chef a checklist and go, go on off and do that. But it's not going to change. You, you can't walk away from barbecue so much. You know, it's very, very hard to bring people up to that level. They they need years of experience more so. Some people have a kind of have a knack for it and an eye for it, but they still need just years of of. of of hard graft to be called that pit master. Yeah, I hate that word. <laughs> so okay, so we're moving away from the word pit master. So uh, Andy, what would you call yourself? If you don't call yourself a pit master. What what is the term? What is the great term for the barbecuing men and women of the world? Loyal, don't know. Live fire cooks. Live fire. Yeah, cooks. that's live fire uh, cooks is a pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah, yeah. cool. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a theater. So yeah. like, yeah. So what about something like fire lords? <laughs> Strokers of the flame. It's a bit dark, isn't it? <laughs> Coal monsters. 
Charcoal Nights. If anyone's looking to book Marcus for voiceovers this week, uh, you get him at Marcus Comedy Gmail. Yeah. <laughs> Flame Whisperers. E- yeah. em- Ember Whisperers. Ember, Ember Whisperers. Whisperers, yeah. <laughs> so you, you bring a lot of Ember Whisperers over to Herbert Park every summer for this amazing event called The Big Grill. Can you, for pe- I'm sure... I'd say 99% of the people listening to this podcast have been to the Big Grill. You know, we're a food podcast. If you're into food, you go to the Big Grill. If you're not into food, you go to the Big Grill. Can you just tell that 1% and just describe what the Big Grill is to people? Yeah, um, I suppose it's a live fire cooking festival and uh, it's basically just a big L barbecue. Um, Same as going over to your mates and having three or four people having a beer. I'm just going to say right away, it's nothing like going over to your mates. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's kind of the idea how it started. First uh, of all, where are your mates? The, like, <laughs> last time I was at Big Grill, I spent the whole night there cooking half a cow. Oh yeah, and drink, drinking more than a couple. Oh, of you cows. were there for the cow party. I forgot I about that. Party. Yeah, 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 the cow party. Yeah, that uh, is, I've never seen that in any of my mates. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 and you cooked the whole Dexter, is it? Cooked the whole Dexter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, it became a bit of a thing where we'd all congregate as, around the cow at, on a Saturday night for the Saturday night kind of crew party, and uh, yeah, bit of crack actually that. That's oh. one of my highlights of the oh, whole weekend. It is. It's cow party. Oh, it's incredible. And you know what? This is like talking about Ember Whispers. It is literally that of being like, you know, it's being like, I must stay awake to stoke the flame. Yeah. But really, <laughs> really, you're just talking obsessively about food and just yeah. like occasionally turning a whole cow over <laughs> fire. And people rub it. People like... Collecting the fat and tasting it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds which sounds mental, but it's not. But it's, it's not. It's yeah, incredible. It's delicious. It's brilliant. <laughs> so, especially at that time of night. Yeah. So. so, like, so for people that aren't at the mm. cow party on the Saturday night, yeah, you have lots of vendors. You have craft yeah. beers. It's a, it's a craft beer festival as well. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it's 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 a live fire cooking festival. Um, we have twenty Irish breweries there. Uh, a number of other kind of. Big Irish breweries, uh, Jemison, uh, big Schweppes bar, uh, and then we have a big demo area um, where we do kind of really in-depth live fire cooking, butchery, pickling, uh, rub, sauce making kind of demos. Um, a new thing which we did a couple of years ago, which is called Offside, which was basically just a tiny little teepee. Um, you know, it doesn't make any money. Just do it for the love of of wanting to do something kind of small and intimate in something so big and crazy. Yeah. So it's just a small teepee with a kind of U-shaped table, 20 guests only. The grill is in the middle of the teepee. It's the only tent we're allowed to actually have a, a grill in. Mm. Um, and we just open the top and the smoke goes out. So uh, it's kind of a really intimate kind of like long course uh, dinner and experience basically. And the Hunter Gather Cook guys generally do that. Which oh, is those guys are amazing. Incredible. Like yeah. they blow my mind, those guys. They really do. Like so he he takes my Jeep, Nick, and goes off with the lads up around Wicklow and just goes off on his own, climbing over fences and walking through fields, foraging. And you have and people then, from all over the world coming over. Yeah, 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 we do. Uh Brazil, Argentina, London, Spain, um I've met, everywhere. Met, met an incredible guy. Either at the last one, the one before, uh, the smoky Korean. Yes, yeah. he is great crack. Uh, yeah. yeah, I ended up sitting next to him um, in Ichigo Ichi in yeah. Cork. Oh yeah, like that's, three days later, by complete coincidence. That's random. That's yeah, we, yeah, there was a there was a, a, a two top cancellation at um, and Takashi, if you're listening to this, thank you for all the sake that night. <laughs> um, just yeah, where basically by complete coincidence, a couple cancelled, and he called and got one of the ta- one of the no seats, way. and I called and got the other. <laughs> That's, That's mad. But insane, I didn't know but, that. But just like this thing, you know, like we we all know American barbecue, but then you're yeah. talking about Brazilian. Is, yeah. is that the churrasco? Is that is churrasco? It? Yeah, churrasco, um, Argentinian, Argentinian, Korean. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Cody's uh, wife Gian Lee is mm. an ex an ex she's a she used to be a, like a massive K-pop star in yeah. Korea okay. like she's like mega famous yeah. um, and now they run a barbecue restaurant in yeah. Atlanta which is cool and she's the chef and she's amazing um, the so, food was so I had like a japchae there and, and it was like it was honestly it was life changingly good yeah and I know the Brazilians actually uh on their barbecue, they use different cuts of the steak. Now I know, I know, I know yeah. different cuts of the cow. So do you? Obviously, um, you you actually try to promote that. You know, yeah. I've heard you talk about saying flank steak is probably your favorite thing to do. Yeah, you make yeah. Flank steak tacos. Yeah. Uh, what 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 else? I know you talked about um, from from nose to tail. Yeah. Like, what, where, what 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 cuts of meat are we under? Are we, are we underusing? What can we use better in this country? 
Uh, definitely muscles, you know, definitely muscles and, you know, which, you know, briskets, things like that are kind of obvious, but, um, you know, even rump caps, like, uh, like Picanha. Yeah, the rump cap is Picanha, it's yeah. It's just like one of the best cuts on a, on a, on a, on an animal. It's, it's incredible. Like, uh, I'm surprised more people don't use it, you know. Yeah. Um, flank for me is, is a winner, obviously, uh, skirt, uh, and then awful, I just don't. I listen. I get why people don't like offal, but I also don't get it. It's like, you know, like it's it's always incredible you know, to me. Yeah, that we don't have as much of an offal culture yeah. here. Or uh, if we do, it's we liver, did. liver and kidneys. We did. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's when, gone. When you so. look at like Irish and English cooking, and you look at somewhere like St John, yeah, you know, which is this, and obviously you had uh, St John alumni or alumnus uh, Lee Tiernan, Le- yeah, yeah, over in Black Axe Mango, one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. I love it. Amazing. It's um, but St John is like it is that emotional kind of thing of like you Definitely. go. And it just kind of surprised me we don't have that culture necessarily in Ireland. No, we don't. And when we were doing our, our summer feasts in, in Baste, we, we did, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but we did like, as a surprise course, we did lamb sweetbreads grilled. <laughs> kind of the, basically, you know, it was a surprise course. We didn't want to tell people what they were because we knew they wouldn't eat them. Mm. So we just dropped them down and be like, listen, taste these. And they're like, what are they? Taste them first and we'll we'll tell you then. It's just a, just a little bit of lemon juice on them and a bit of salt and oh chimichurri. And oh my God. Most people loved them. Some people were horrified, which which was fine. But uh, most people loved them, and when we told them, they're like, "I never would have eaten them if you hadn't told me." So mm. yeah, well, that's, that's really that's really funny. You just brought that up because just as you were saying that, I was actually googling sweetbread like just before that, just because I knew I wanted to get the correct definition of a sweetbread. So the sweetbread is the culinary term for the thymus, usually called throat, gullet, and the neck sweetbread, or the pancreas, which is the stomach, belly. And gut sweetbread. So you you you've used that in cooking. Yeah. And, pe- and so tell us a little bit more about that. It's a gland, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's it's uh, we grill them. A lot of classic techniques is you soak them in milk and and um, fry them and and we we just grill them straight um, on on really on really kind of hot coals and they get mega crispy on the outside and then they're like tender hot. and juicy yeah. and yeah, they're like almost creamy nearly inside. creamy yeah. mushy yeah. on the inside yeah. um, but so good like just simple li- bit, little bit of lemon juice salt and, and even a little bit of chimichurri it's one of the best oh man come here actually you might be able to tell me is mm. there any truth about the Irish origin of chimichur- uh, chimichurri because the, so there's actually this is something that I heard that was actually you can, it's attributed back to an Irish man called Jimmy Curry right who went to Argentina or Argentina Argentina <laughs> and um, basically yeah ingratiated himself with the locals and was involved in some cases. Have you heard anything about this? I haven't, but there are a lot of Irish that went over there. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the for the cattle industry. Um, yeah, a huge amount. Interesting. I don't know, actually. And I may ask my Argentinian buddy, Rama, who you've yeah, met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's an interesting one. Because, you know, I think that, like, there's something that, like, it's something we do incredibly well. Call in it Ireland. Jimmy, Jimmy Churry. G- yeah, G- <laughs> Jimmy Curry. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I think Jimmy be like, yeah, it's Jimmy Churry. Um, <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's it. Chimichurri, one of the greatest sauces of all time. Just like absolutely <laughs> God level. So, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, the name is a variant of the Spanish uh, chimichurri, ultimately perhaps from the Basque region. But then we go back to false, false, here we go, false <laughs> etymologies. Um, English words, Jimmy Curry, Jimmy Mac Curry, give me curry. But no contemporary documentation has found any of these stories to be true. So there is something about Jimmy Curry. Yeah, Jimmy McCurry, Jimmy Curry, and Chips and Curry. Chips and Curry. Do you know what? I just love the idea that possibly there was just some lad from Kerry who went over to Argentina yeah. and now there's a sauce named after him. In the same way that, like, you know, Che Guevara was half Irish and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these little Che Guevara Lynch. Che Guevara Lynch. Um, so we were kind of talking to just a little bit about Based there. Like, Based is, like, genuinely... Like when it was sunny last year, I remember there was one day I, I was a bit hungover, a little bit. I remember. Uh, oh God, <laughs> the incident. Um, and I walked in, and you know when something saves you, when you taste something that pulls you out of a hole of desperation. And I remember biting into this pastrami beef rib. Ooh. That honestly, I it's it's up there with some. My tummy is rumbling thinking about it. It is genuinely a life-changing piece of meat and based is like it's what that what that's about can you tell us a little bit about kind of how it started yeah um what it's doing where it's going sure um i suppose it was it, like it was my catering business uh i built a food truck uh so i did foul play then we 
we we'd already been running the big grill since 2014. We did foul play, um, and then kind of decided to do. I was doing a lot of getting kind of a lot of crests for private stuff and brands and company days and things like that to go and cook. And it was always this big hullabaloo to bring all the gear and you know drag everything around the country because it was obviously smoker weighs like 700 kilos and the grills a couple <laughs> yeah. hundred kilos so it was all this big mess so I, I decided to bite the bullet and put it all in a trailer and build a truck um, and you know tipping away with that catering business it was it was actually starting to do quite well um, we used it at the big grill stuff like that and then um, obviously last year that all just turned off overnight and um, I'd looked at that site a few times before uh, decided to pick up the phone and say, listen, what's happening with the site? And the guy who had it wasn't really doing it because he was running events there. And yeah, we just went in, started smoking meat, um, selling boxes to go, uh, click and collect, and then ended up doing these kind of feasts, which exploded for us over the summer. Um, got some really nice press off, off Corinna Hargrave and, and Katie McGuinness and, and a few others and Mary Claire Digby. And that really, really helped us push on and I don't think we've ever gotten a lift off kind of press that way yeah. um, for all the stuff we've done it really just exploded for us yeah um, and the the feasts were good crack it was sunny it was a yard everyone was kind of a bit freaked out still by being indoors so just the timing was right on it as well um, and yeah the, the feasts were great it was a no choice menu it was just turn up we just feed you Little bits from you the grill. You collaborated with a few chefs, didn't you? Yeah. We did, yeah. We did one with Nick, uh, Nico. Little uh, Porty. Porty, which was, yeah, yeah. that was a great day. It was mega hot, really sunny, about for all the events, reggae in the background. Yeah, it's it like was, you're in Jamaica. Like, it was just... brilliant. The place, and the, the way sometimes the, the wind, just the, the, the air is a bit dead and the smoke just kind of sits in the yard. So it's just kind of hanging around oh. like fog. It was just, it was it was deadly. It was really really good. I really liked that day. Um, For people that don't know, based is down on Clamart Street. It's a big outdoor yeah. yard. You have kind of your 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 furniture is pallets. Yeah, correct. Say, correct. Say that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, can you just so describe it's a little it's bit? it's a used car showroom uh, and yacht uh, lot. Uh, we set up in the very back of the of the yard. Um, put in seats. Um, made it a kind of little yard. Put Arctic Stone ice cream in there. And then the shot with the it, the showroom bit now we've opened up into Vice Coffee there selling coffee and then we we're opening a retail shop there so we've a wine bottle shop uh, and we're gonna do a hot meat slicing counter in there in the next couple of weeks. Ooh, okay, um, Ooh, that's yeah, exciting. Yeah, Ooh, so, yeah. That, that's news. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so we're kind of we we we've a big butcher block and we're 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 gonna move the slicing and the kind of. Uh, the cutting operation indoors yeah. um, so you can kind of come up have a look at the ribs have a look at whatever we have and just get it sliced and weigh them out and and, and uh, you know, should we uh, should we talk about this as uh, as the crispy bits? Crispy, yeah, yeah. I, Do you know what? I think that this is like. I think it's time to. Bring I think in it, the crispy bits. It's perfect because I mean, obviously, earlier we mentioned our new sponsor, Tato, that we're delighted to be working with, and um, we have a section on that's banging called the crispy bits mm. to celebrate our partnership with an iconic Irish brand. Yeah, Tato are an iconic Irish food brand, and they love supporting things in Irish food. Let's talk about the crispy bits. Let's talk about Andy Noon and what's new. What's What are you excited about in so Irish food right now? If if you're doing this, because honestly, I'm excited about this. Mm. The idea of a hot barbecue meat slicing counter where you can go in, <laughs> yeah. get your get your brisket, maybe get a little cheese steak, get, a, get some ribs, get yeah. some pork, get some... Oh my God, like I'm buzzing. I'm actively... Like, do you know what? I love when you get additions to the Irish food scene that just aren't there. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, I was just looking on the, the based Instagram and I seen there's also a free range chicken burger DIY kit. Yeah. That, and like this picture, obviously this is a podcast, so there's no, there's no visual. But, but if this, you want to see it, it's that's an Ali yeah. Dunworth special, that yeah. picture. Ba based yeah. BBQ. Based BBQ. On Instagram yeah. to check out this picture. At Based BBQ, it's yeah. just insane looking. This week, we are giving a shout out to Garode Farley and his podcast, Fascinated, on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I did comedy with Garode for years, and he is hilarious, and the podcast is hilarious. Fascinated is a lighthearted comedy chat show where guests who've done fascinating things reflect on their stories and journeys. This is the trailer. I'm Garod Farrelly, and I'm the host of Fascinated. Have you ever wondered about the pop bands you liked as a teenager? What went on behind the scenes? We had played this like grand prank. It sounds terrible, but I'm just so relieved it's over. And then they had this like great idea of getting another girl in who looked like Heavenly. What did they do afterwards? And all of a sudden you're like, that's the end of that. It was all blowing up and it all kind of just 
unraveled. And I thought it would last forever, and it didn't. Check out Fascinated with me, Gerald Farrelly, on the Headstuff Podcast Network. So tell us a bit more about this new retail shop. About- yeah. So um, basically, we, we, we have it up. We, we were going to, uh, it was more of a wine bar, I suppose, at the start, but then those plants kind of got scuppered at Christmas. So uh, we still have our wine taps. Uh, we're doing we're doing bottle shop, wine bottle shop. We're expanding that range next week. Um, we're going to have all our rubs, our sauces, uh, our hot sauce, the next re- round of hot sauces, um, loads of co- big condiment wall, a hot sauce wall. Uh, and then a big one is uh, for us, which we've been kind of working on for quite a while, is the kind of pre-smoked barbecue. That you can kind of, the heat and eat stuff basically. So it's it's all the work's done by us. It's blast chilled, it's vac packed, and it's like you know if you want to take a rack of ribs or a whole pork shoulder, whatever it is, um, you can bring it home, reheat it yourself at home, and use it whenever you want. Or you can stick it in the freezer and have it there. So is this like uh, Aaron Franklin's brisket anywhere in the country? Yes, thing? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I suppose quite similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aaron Franklin, you might have seen. He's the barbecue guy on MasterClass. He is. He's, seen by many as one of the the gods of American barbecue. And I ate there, and Jen, you know, sometimes you go to these places and you kind of go, "Yeah, is it that good?" It was mind blowingly good. Really, like, mind blowingly good. It, it exceeded my expectations, like genuinely. So and it was that good. It's just a bit uh, of bit of smoke. It's and it's he's a, a he's a proponent of just keeping it super simple. You know, yeah. he just invests in really good quality meat and just does it the right way, you know? That's amazing. So yeah. that is super exciting for the crispy bit sponsored by Yeah. Them. So literally we've got we've got at home meats. Yeah. We've got a hot hot counter. So the hot counter got- is basically um yeah, it's gonna be you can take your select which ribs you want, what size you want, whatever, and uh we'll slice it there in front of you. And that's a big thing about what we do. It's we it's cooked to order and it's fresh and it's sliced to order. A, it's not reheated in a yeah. pot or it's not. You have no idea how yeah. excited I am about this. Like I did like genuinely, we've had lots of amazing conversations on that's banging. <laughs> and I'm sorry if any of our previous guests are listening to this, but my God, this takes the biscuit of things <laughs> that like I am buzzing to see added to the Dublin food scene. Like, Absolutely. I mean, just the thought of that is just going so... in and getting your succulent meats cut right in front of you. It's incredible. You know, that, like that thing where they cut the brisket and it just it. Just flops, flops over. <laughs> yeah. just, Tell me, sorry, are you going to be doing stuff? Uh, would you do a pastrami? I might be doing a pastrami this week. Okay. Uh, yeah, I we are actually testing it at the moment, so um, we have a couple of different ones. It's getting covered in spices right now, says you. It, it's it's cured already. We've got it cured, um, and this one's from Hannah Meats, actually. So, oh, amazing uh, brisket. So we're Peter Hannon again. Well worth a yeah. follow on Instagram. Yeah. If if you haven't already. Mm. Yeah, and, and actually working with someone like him has been, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 not it's not cheap buying meat from from A in Sterling and B getting it delivered from the north. But his beef is just the, like the Glenarm Shorthorn, isn't Glenarm Shorthorn? Yeah, yeah, it's incredible, and that's where we're getting our sugar pit beef ribs. You had, um, it's just he's on another level. You Hang know? On, when you say sugar pit beef rib, just for yeah. the people in the back, I can hear the sizzle already. So that's the sugar cured <laughs> beef rib. So that's essentially it's a cured beef rib it's what you what you had so, um, and uh, it's it's just his his rare breed Glenarm uh, beef ribs and they're cured in a mix of uh, salt and sugar and uh, loads of sugar I think there's like seven or eight types of sugars in it so oh my God. and it just it's, <laughs> it can be a, it gets a little sticky you have to be really careful in the cook that you don't burn the sugar um, in it but it's it's just the right balance of salty smoky and sweet um, it's a subtle hint of sweetness it's not not overpowering you know where do, where do you rate Irish beef have we got the best beef in the world 100% yeah, yeah definitely I'd like I, I wouldn't even flinch saying that like definitely you've had it you've, you've I've, been I've everywhere Argentina Brazil around the US eating beef France a lot like yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spain, I mean, the UK has great beef as well, but yeah. we really genuinely do have exceptional we beef. We punch over our weight. We just do, like. Okay, question. Wagyu burgers. Do you think they're stupid? <laughs> no. Um, I like a bit of bucket list meats and stuff. I like a bit of, I, li- I, I like that stuff. I just, um, yeah, I think more importantly, trying to trying to get a, a, a rarer breed of cow and maybe with something with, um, with a, with a good fat content would mm. be would be equally as good, you know. Well, do you know, but that's the, like I've had your A fives, your Miyazaki's, mm. and like I, Chris, I don't know if you've yeah, I've, I've been to Japan. Yeah, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
I remember the first time I ate A5 was in like Coat in New York and it was just it exceeded every expectation that I have and the thought of just grinding that into a burger I'm just yeah like, well, that's that's why I thought your question I was like yeah, yeah. what's going on yeah. the burger yeah, I'm like, and I've just seen Wagyu burgers pop over it's like pop up all over the place and I just get angry I just, are they A5 are they Wagyu Cross they might be Wagyu Cross I think burgers. they're Wagyu Cross but See, that's just, the yeah. that's the but oh. just give me give me a Glen Arm Short and give me a Dexter yeah. Yeah. give me give me a good Irish cow <laughs> big time like the, rare, yeah rare than Irish rain and grass and the only cut I'll say that that were that isn't the Irish beef isn't good for his brisket actually really from a smoking point of view yeah because there's no fat and there's really really low fat content in the Irish briskets whereas the US ones are just like they look like Wagyu yeah. right and that's really important in a brisket when you're smoking it for you know 12, 16, whatever, how long, however long you cook it for, um, it can be really, really hard to get it right. So if you can get a mega fatty one, and I've gone through probably 10 or 12 different ones just testing them, the the US stuff actually just is the best. But so this is like, it's obsessive, kind of just raring down of like, the technique remains consistent. Yeah. It's just ingredient, it's wood, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, look, we started working with Dermot Allen, you know, his, his um, Wine Tavern Farm, he's kind of a, uh, breed of uh, Oxford Sandies and Oxford Blacks okay. uh, rare breed pig free range buzzes around the woods eating acorns and oh is this one of these like repurposed pig enclosures where they're literally they're just set set to run around yeah they're just they just they run around the place oh and there's God. videos of them legging around the forest eating eating stuff and <laughs> we, we we started getting that stuff with Dermot and we're going to be working with him to do these kind of whole hog cooks in the yard so um, we're just going to take his whole again we 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 struggle to get a supply of free-range pork shoulder for our pulled pork. It's really, really hard to get that level of uh, supply, you know, for the amount we cook. So we just, we're kind of like not banging our heads against the wall for a while. So we just went to Derm. We're like, why don't we just bring up a couple of pigs and just cook the whole pigs, mm. you know? And then we're not going, gives us gives a shoulder, gives a belly. I'll take the hocks this week. Oh no, yeah. the hocks aren't good because it's a smaller animal and blah, blah, blah. We're like, let's just cook the whole thing. So the plan is to cook with Dermot and a few others is to cook uh, a couple of whole pigs every month in the yard and just do it. You'll be able to watch this. You'll be able to come in and it's, they were going to be part of our events yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for the year, but they're now going to be takeaway events. Yeah, we're yeah. calling them. So, yeah. do you know what? There's, uh, a, there's a, a real thing, and that's actually the, a lot of people talk about the impact of eating meat on the environment yeah. and everything like that. This move back towards whole animal butchery and cooking of letting pigs and cows out in fields and out in forests, eating acorn, yeah. naturally agitating the soil promoting promoting insect growth, everything like that, fertilizing the soil, and then actually using the whole animal and mm, using yeah. everything from offal. It's such an incredible move back away from your shite, vac-packed, yeah. horrible meats that you get in a supermarket yeah. and actually back to what farmers were doing before, what animal animal breeders were doing before, what cooks were doing before. It, yeah. And it's, it's absolutely amazing to see. And it's what barbecue was, essentially. Mm. You know, it was... It was it was muscles and legs and and forequarters and whole animals being cooked, yeah, uh, yeah. in pits and and, and and over a fire. You know that's kind of how it started, really. You know, it's great to hear because we had Nods Bongi on last week and he talked mm. about sustainability and using different fish out in the sea. That, you know, like buying uh, in coli instead of cod. You know, simple stuff like that. And uh, how, how like you know it's it's incredible. Then you don't think you're not eating farmed fish, and it's the same with kind of this. Then I suppose in, in a different way, but kind of the same. Go, going from nose to tail and using all these different cuts of meat and like you are even with the pig just roasting the whole pig pull, yeah. you know it's not just pulled apart from the shoulder pulled apart from everywhere and you yeah. know there's no waste it's yeah. fantastic and Marcus it's brilliant that they're saying that and obviously Andy you're you're one of the ones that's leading the light in this by using barbecue to that you know using mm. that as a tool to this yeah yeah I mean, it's it's great and we get great satisfaction out of it to be honest and I'm learning more and more about animals and butchery and as I learn more, I'm probably actually eating less and less meat, you know, um, and we all are, and we're more conscious of that. Not, I suppose, maybe not in such a conscious way, but more in a, a natural way. We we kind of you you get a taste for what like a really good animal tastes like, and then you don't really want to yeah. deviate from that, you know. It's it's funny, and you kind of get a, a, a you kind of get an urge to eat it, but then you don't really get an urge to eat other meat, you yeah. know. So, so um, eat, eat less, but eat better. It, yeah, eat better quality meat. Eat better quality meat less often. So yeah, eat better quality everything. To yeah, be honest, support yeah. yourself. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, we've talked about based. We've talked about your history. We've talked about everything. Now we're going to ask you something which we ask every single guest, right? And this, uh, to give you a bit of context, started off one night when Chris and I were in antisocial, 
and we were talking about uh, death row meals. And Chris literally just turned around and said, Marcus, say the devil's dessert. Um, <laughs> and it's turned into the idea of the devil's dessert, which is basically if you had one last meal, this is the this is the dessert of your life, three course meal, 10 course meal, anything like that. What would what would be on your menu? Oof, um, I got, I've, I've had this conversation with a few people um, and I say it all the time um, and it's a random one, but uh Ayo Baba on Cable Street, a bowl of fodder. That's my, yeah, yeah. that's my, like, yeah, man. It's it's like that's my happy place, you know. Um, a bowl of fodder. Do you know what? Didn't expect yeah, that from you. Yeah, it's a hug and a bowl, isn't it? And yeah. and I always go when I'm run down or tired or from really hanging. Actually, uh, fodder is one of the best foods in the world. It's just full stop. Yeah. And that place, the hustle and bustle of it's tiny. There's like steam on the mirrors and the windows, and it's sweaty yeah, and it's, busy. Yeah, and it's almost uncomfortable being in there. But that's part of the experience. And uh, I love that place. I think it's great. I think it's a brilliant spot. Um, um so that um, definitely the smoking goat chicken wings. Oh uh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> First stop every time you're over there. I I I, I know they're kind of Andy Ricker's recipe from. Pock Pock in Portland, but it's a few people do them, but they do them really well and they're, they're banging. It's uh, like fish sauce. With, with a little glass of neck oil. Oh. Uh, so describe for describe to people that don't know what, so, what is the glaze on them. Like? So it's a fish sauce caramel. Yeah, exactly. So um it's sweet, spicy, uh, salty, sour, um, and it's a it's a fried chicken wing, uh, whole free range wing, tip on, best way to eat them. Um and uh, yeah, they're just sticky and a little bit spicy and salty. Wow. They're just it is. great beer food. It is yeah. incredible, like Unreal. genuinely. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about those, and then as soon as you said them, I just got it's like it's just it's a whack of nostalgia. Yeah. I love how excited Marcus has got throughout this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this has been speaking my language. Like I'm, I'm actively buzzing, like I've been running around in a sandwich truck all day, and now I'm just talking about food. It's the best thing ever. So, so we've, we've had pho, we've had uh, we've had spicy chicken wings, and um, so we, we've had a kind of couple of dishes to kind of mm. get you going. I think they're really like you know getting the appetite working. Yeah. Up. What what are you are you diving into a big chunk of meat here now, or where are we going next? Um, I can't. I suppose I can't really fault a really, 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 really nice ribeye. Yeah. So it's just, it's just something special about a nice ribeye in there. Beautiful. Beautiful. And just one question that I've introduced is, where would you eat all this? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, and actually, that pops. That brings another one into my mind, which is a. a spe- if I've ever, ever been to Thailand, Chiang Mai, the fermented. Uh, uh, Isan sausage. The it's like a pot. It's a, usually actually made of wild boar, but it's a sausage. They they put um, uh, sticky rice in and they hang it like in at like just out in the open mm. at like twenty odd 30, twenty odd degrees ferments, um, and it's really tangy. And they cook it off a charcoal. That's one of the Delicious. that would definitely be up there. But I would say if I was gonna eat eat where I'd eat all that stuff, it'd probably be. Up there in, Th- in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Yeah. That's a uh, beautiful part that of the world. A that's a beautiful part of the world. That's where I want to end up someday. So yeah. That's a hell of a yeah. meal. We've got, yeah. we've got <laughs> s- smoke, smoking goat chicken yeah. wings, specifically from smoking goat, specifically Aobaba Pho. Yeah. Shout out to Aobaba, bringing yeah. the pho to, yeah. pho to life yeah. there on Cable Street. We've got Isan sausages. Any dessert? I'm not really a dessert person, to be honest. Another ribeye. Throw on another yeah, ribeye. I... I, I <laughs> Well, I'm not a dessert person. I've uh, got a great suggestion yeah. for dessert. A pack of tato. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. That would be wonderful. And a pint, if we can ever have <laughs> one of those yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, so you're going to go smash a few pints uh, then as well. It's your last, oyster it's stout. I do, I do love a pint of oyster stout from the porterhouse, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, over a Guinness, to be honest. It's... Uh, Nice and clean and briny. I love that. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Amazing. Well, this has been a hell of an episode. This has been a hell of an episode. I mean, I feel I actually feel energized yeah, yeah, <laughs> from yeah. this. I think I am just reading over my notes here now, and there's actually one thing I just want to touch on again, right? Um we'll we'll finish up with this one, right? Okay. So it's barbecue season coming up. Yeah. And people are gonna, you know, people are you know, a lot of people are gonna be using these gas fire grills, but yeah. we're gonna pretend they don't exist, right? Yeah. And people are out in their garden and they're after digging a big hole, they've stones and they've charcoals and they've nice wood. You know, people are going into the butchers. Well, tell tell the people what are they, you know. A lot of people are cooking burgers, they're cooking mm. sausages, they're cooking chicken wings. What should people be cooking? Give some, give someone that's you know might be intimidated by going into the butchers during barbecue season and not getting burgers, sausages, and chicken wings. Give them some advice. Uh, flank steak, flank definitely steak. one. Um, super super cheap. Um, you know, easy to cook. Cooks fat. It's a hot and fast cook. Um, there's no reverse sear. That doesn't really work with a flank steak. It's just marinated, season it, and just smash the crap out of it on a really, really hot fire. Um, cut it, just cut it across the grain so it's tender. If you don't cut it across the grain, it's 
got to be chewy. Um, that's a super easy one, and it's so so cheap. Like you know, yeah. Um, definitely, and f- like boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Don't buy chicken breasts. No. Um, yeah. and get free range. It's only like the free range chicken is only marginally more expensive than hundred times better. And I just don't understand. It's like you know, you can get a free range chicken in Tesco now for kind of wherever for for five six quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a. Uh, uh, non-free range chicken is like four, four or something yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. why would you not no. buy it so um, for, like so which if you're cooking chicken the boneless skin is chicken thighs the thighs you can push them a little bit harder and they will stay nice and juicy because there's loads of uh, a lot more fat and, yeah, and, yeah, it, yeah. and uh, muscle in them so uh, they break down um, unlike a breast which generally goes dry unless goes dry uh, and horrible and yeah, turns into a yeah. little poultry frisbee yeah. mm. uh, what about vegetables vegetables on the barbecue so aubergine, aubergines directly on charcoal um, cook them till they kind of start to deflate that is honestly one of my favourite things to eat off the fire aubergines make baba ganoush out of it or just put a tahini sauce on it or a lot of herbs or pomegranate seeds or whatever it is but you, you know um, that's the basis for a really really good veggie dish mm. uh, cauliflower as well um, that can be kind of cooked pretty hard over a fire as well. Yeah. Um, that's a really, really nice one. You can kind of keep the whole head or cut it into kind of big, thick steaks. Um, and then kind of Mediterranean veg and uh, a really good one, cabbage and baby gem lettuce, cost lettuce. Char it up. Just char it up like really quickly so it still has a bit of bite on it, but you get that really, because of all the layers in it, you get these really nice flecks of char on the outside and the frilly bits, and then you kind of get yeah. a bit of caramelization on the other bits, and then some of it's kind of still raw and slightly lukewarm. It's just a really... All different uh, textures throughout. Yeah, like a grilled Caesar salad is one that is a really nice thing. Like make your own Caesar dressing, grill the cost lettuce, like smash it on a hot fire, cut it uh, side down, uh, and then just toss it through with a Caesar dressing. That's a really nice one. I'm genuinely so hungry so listening hungry. to all of so this. So, uh, Andy, where can we check you out then? So, Fell Play, uh, Based Barbecue. Uh, BasedBarbecue.com, yeah. And then hopefully whenever we can run festivals again, we'll be back doing the Big Grill. I so I cannot wait. Looking cannot wait. forward to that. We should do a second episode with yourself live at the Big I Grill. Definitely should. Absolutely. That would be a bit of crack. Yeah. And thank you to our sponsors, Tato. Tato are Ireland's number one crisp and snacks brand. And they are back with the launch of two limited edition flavors. This time, the new flavors are inspired by New York deli sandwiches. When that classic ham and cheese sambo just won't hit the spot. Tato beef brisket and Tato Philly cheese steak are available for a limited time only. So get out to the shops and grab yourself a mouth-watering packet of one of these new flavors from Tato. And once again, thanks to Tato for sponsoring That's Banging. So folks, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of That's Banging. It's been an absolute pleasure having legendary live fire cook, not pit bastard, live fire cook, live fire cook Andy <laughs> Noonan in... Um, if you have been as excited or as appetized or has been made as hungry as either of us through this episode, please do check out Andy Noonan at Base BBQ. Anything else, Andy? Uh, at Andy Noonan at Base BBQ at Big Grill Fest. That's it, yeah. Keep an eye yeah. on that hot counter, your new hot sauce, Hunzo, um, all the yeah. projects you've got going on. Genuinely, it is so exciting to see what you're bringing to the Irish food scene because it is so good and you're doing it pretty much just... You're ruining it. You're killing it. Thank you. Appreciate All it. Right. Cheers. Andy Noonan is smoking and grilling. And we're that's banging. <laughs> <laughs> this show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.